Hello and welcome to Three Cheese Blend. I'm Libby, the fashion designer. I'm Jonathan, the lighting and landscape designer. I'm Emma, an interior and architectural designer. And she claims she's also the favorite child, but that's debatable. It's but true. She only sells kitchens. <laughs> and this week, our special guest is Renata Gout. <laughs> Renata Gout. Oh my God, I'm going to say it wrong. We're good. Renata Gosin. Oh my gosh. Don't I think, worry. I think I'll leave that in. <laughs> I think at Kate State, my commencement, they said all of my names wrong, and I was the commencement speaker. Oh no. But anyways, Renata owns Renata's Gardens, and so she's a traveling pl- she has a traveling plant shop, and so she's going to tell us all about that today and how she likes to educate the community in horticulture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, uh, yes, I have a traveling horticultural business. And for those of you that don't know what horticulture means, it is the culturing of plants. That's literally the meaning. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, horticulture. Nice. (laughs) I'll break it down for you there. Um, So, my whole business mission is about reaching communities in Kansas right now, currently. And whether that's rural communities, so small towns like where I grew up in Potwin, population 500, uh, all the way to uh, urban Wichita downtown, reaching some of those uh, communities there. So my favorite part about having a mobile pop-up business is being able to see all kinds of cultures in the Midwest, because a lot of people think the Midwest is very blasé and bland and like not cool, but I'm really discovering how cool it is and meeting so many amazing people um, I know when I went to study horticulture at K-State, everyone said there, a lot of my classmates were like, I'm in plants because I don't like people, and so I'm going to work with plants. And I kept thinking, you know, I really like people, and I'm glad I do because I think I work more with people than I do with plants because I work with people on how to take care of their plants. So my brand really focuses on empowering people to, to not have black thumbs, to really have confidence in their horticultural abilities, whether that's outdoor gardening, tree care, or houseplant care, which is super popular right now. And uh, yeah, I can do that through my mobile plant bus. Yes, that's so fun. And I'm lucky enough to have a plant from your plant bus, which I'm learning is one of the easiest plants to take care of. But I was like, Renata, it's still alive. And she's like, well, they're pretty hard to kill. So I was like, well, that's good to know. It is. I come home and I see it and I'm like, look at that plant. Look at it grow. But yeah, I love that. That's so fun. And I love that you think, you know, the Midwest is cool because that's what, you know, we're trying to tell people that the Midwest is cool. It's a cool place. It's a very comfortable place as well. Yes. So I've got to know, did did you give her a, a plastic plant? Because, I mean, that would be the only thing she could take care of. Oh, man. No, I don't believe in plastic plants. I mean, all these plastic <laughs> plants, I mean, they remind me of the 80s, too. I, I think my mom had a, a plastic wreath at one point in time, and I just, I've always hated that thing. And it no longer exists in her house, because nice. I also empowered my mother in horticultural skills. <laughs> as well. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we still have plastic plants in our house. Oh, no, get rid of them. <laughs> okay. I've got we'll a plas- tell our mom. I've got a plastic plant on my dining table. Jonathan, 
you, you are a horticulturist. Yeah. See, that's the thing about plastic plants. You never really recognize that they're yeah. there. They just kind of sit in the background. Whereas if you have a live plant, it's like, oh, cool plant. Yep, yep. See, everything I do on the, is on the out. No, Jonathan, it's not a plastic plant. It's a real plant. Gotcha. It's a pothos, right? Yeah. It's Look awesome. at you go. You even know what it's called. <laughs> Somewhat. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we talked about it before you came in here. Well, I learned the Latin plant name for it. Yeah. Epipremnum aureum. Can you say that? Oh, you want me to say that? Yeah. Epipremnum aureum? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Perfect. Well, Renata, you said you went to Kansas State University. How did you know Kansas State had the horticulture program? Or, and how did you even know you wanted to go into it? That's a little bit of a twisty story. Um, but I'm a 4-H kid, which makes me a nerd. I, I was in 4-H before I could be in 4-H because my, my brothers were are both older than me, and uh, they were always showing pigs, and I had to block the gap. That was my job, and I rode a few pigs in my, in my day. But it, um, there's a horticulture project in 4-H, and I didn't actually do the project of growing the produce and competing with perfect tomatoes and stuff like that until I was in high school. I actually got into plant identification. There's a whole contest in 4-H. Mm-hmm. And if you win or get placed in the top three in your county, then they take the whole team up to a state contest at K-State in the Throckmorton building, oh. which is where our horticulture department is. And we got to listen to some really crusty uh, extension personnel describe the uh, career path of horticulture, but funnily enough, they never mentioned plant bus as an option. <laughs> but they also so didn't lame. They didn't mention a lot of things like greenhouse management as an option either, so I was pretty positive the only thing you could do in horticulture was landscape design. So mm. I started my experience at K-State thinking I was going into landscape design, but I had a plan because I I do not like backbreaking labor. So I knew by the time I was 30, I wanted to not be working outside. (laughs) Which is really ironic knowing what I do now. But um, so I was going to do some sort of double major and do like uh, ag journalism on the side and Mm -hmm. write some hoity-toity garden article. I don't know what. That was my like old person side of the career that I was going to do. But um, I think... um, so Kathy Lavis was my original advisor, and uh, we, we got to know each other real well. And uh, I eventually switched advisors by the time I was a sophomore because I had taken um, greenhouse management as a freshman, and I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And I actually had started a little version of Renata's Garden in high school, and I sold veg starts at school and to my dad's coworkers and stuff like that. And so I was already interested in greenhouse before I went to KCA. I just didn't know it was a career option. Mm-hmm. So uh, I switched to an advisor, the professor in the department that specialized in greenhouse production and floriculture, which is another term, which mm-hmm. really just means ornamental crop production. So like mums and poinsettias and cut flowers and things like that are all in the floriculture realm. But I switched to her, and then she helped me kind of guide me into internships, scholarship programs, study abroad, things like that, and really got me tapped into the production side of horticulture. I switched options uh, as a sophomore, and then the rest is history. That's so cool. That's so fun. And so 
the experiences, some of the experiences you've had, I know you got to intern up in Ohio, mm-hmm. and then you have studied abroad as well. So do you want to talk about yeah. those? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I feel like every extracurricular, see, I can't say that word, extracurricular uh, experiences that I had changed me uh, tremendously. I, they were super life-changing. Um, within the same year, 2019, I had switched my specialization to production, I studied abroad in Europe for uh, about two and a half weeks with faculty-led trip with some other K-State horticulture students. We went to the Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg, and France. And many people don't know Luxembourg is a country, but they make really good wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good Something about their soils, you know, if you know viticulture. Yes. There's everything culture. <laughs> I, I took a wine class. Yeah, I've heard I'm that so word before. Of that. Um, let's see. Um, so anyways, so we, I studied abroad literally within three days I got home and went to my first internship, which was in Ottawa, Kansas, up near Kansas city area. Mm -hmm. There's a nursery there called Loma Vista. Mm -hmm. I worked there for two months and then I had a week break at home to pack. And then I went to Ohio for a whole semester to work at greenhouse commercial internship, uh, for a grower that does millions of orchids and tropical house plants, but then also Zetas, moms, they had, I think, well over 100 acres under glass. So mm-hmm. it was just amazing, an amazing opportunity. I worked with lots of international students and some students from other programs across the country. So um, it was just culturally mind-boggling for this Kansan because <laughs> um, I had all of those travel experiences and experiences with professionals and people within one year. And I came back and it was just, it was a big adjustment but mm-hmm. definitely worth it, definitely needed adjustment, and it changed my perspective on my career for, for until now, for the foreseeable future. So. Yes. Oh. And it all happened right before COVID, too. Oh, yeah. So it's like you had all these great experiences, and then it was like, oh, no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so hard to decide to leave my friends for a semester, too, because mm-hmm. uh, by my sophomore year, I was really – starting to discover a lot of my friends in, in the horticulture program because a lot of uh, the horticulture program at K-State is really tight-knit and a lot of people like we just like each other so much <laughs> because we all love plants and if you, who doesn't want to be around other people that love what you do you have a shared passion and people in horticulture tend to be very passionate about what they do and so we all kind of gravitate towards each other and so uh, when COVID shutdown happened, it was very difficult uh, to not be around everybody all the time because we, like, we were always in the greenhouses together working on something, in classes together, taking plant walks on campus, you know. Yes. So uh, it was a shift, but, uh, you know, we all made it through. Yeah, so. you did it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Jonathan, you were in the horticulture department. Like, you were in horticulture, too. Do I you was. Have, do you have any two cents to add i don't know you steady plants there (laughs) (laughs) but no i agree with her not you know um um everyone in there super you know it it is very it is very it is very tight it is very tight knit and it's interesting because everyone in there i mean there's so many specializations within yeah there's so many specializations within horticulture itself and so it's interesting to see you know what everyone you know latches on to and you know continues to go after or you know they do it for a little bit and they you know they change out of it but um 
but it, it's it's very in, i mean there's there's a million different ways to go after it i mean cause, like with what you do it, i mean even though that we do the same thing in a sense it's very what we do is very different at the same time as well um i mean i you know i sell boxwoods and maples and you know i mean you know uh i don't know i mean this the the flowering plants that we i mean we'll do like perennials and stuff like that but everyone everyone that comes to me is like i want low maintenance i don't want to touch this thing you know and you know so but but with you i mean i I feel like people that come to you they're like they actually like thoroughly enjoy it and it's like this you know i want these you know i want the special plants and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i think i'm i don't think i'm really misspeaking on that either if i had you know if i had to make a guess I think you're adding a lot to it because yeah. I'm sure people walk onto Renata's bus and they're like, give me the easiest plant that I can take care of. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I like to tell people I am, um, I'm really good at fitting plants to you, like fitting mm-hmm. a good pair of shoes. Yeah. And I like that analogy because I like, uh, sewing too, just like you. Yes. Anyways, um, but so what happens when someone walks on the bus, if I'm not insanely busy mm-hmm. and like running around like a chicken with my head cut off, uh, I always ask them, are you looking for anything? You know, just like the classic sales pitch at the mm-hmm. beginning. But then um, I ask them, all right, do you, uh, do you tend to overwater your plants or underwater your plants? And then I ask them things like, all right, are you going to place this in bright light area or a low light area? And then I ask them things like, okay, do you have cats? Do you have dogs? Do they tend to get into your plants? And then gradually over time, I whittle down kind of a general idea in my, my mind palace of plants, mm-hmm. what I think would work best for them. And then I kind of display them. I pick them all up and I'm like, all right, here are your options. Just like a shoe salesman would bring you like three pairs of black pumps or something and say, which one do you like the best? Let's mm-hmm. try them on and see what fits. And um, then my, my customer can kind of choose one and say, all right, perfect choice. And then they have this little tag in the pot that has a, a QR code on the back because I love QR codes. Yes. Because uh, I'm a very long-winded person, so I can fit all kinds of words on a little space. Right yes. There. And um, I have my plant guide on my website that go, that plant code goes straight to. And so if they, and they can keep that in their pot, and if they ever have any questions then they can scan that and see like the environmental requirements, the care, what the top five most common ailments for that plant are, like if it's mealybugs or drying out too fast, that kind of thing. So I'm really, it's a tailored uh, approach to plant shopping. Nice. And how much like research and time goes into that on like your end? Yeah. Well, so that's part of why it's great that I have a degree in horticulture. Yeah. And I, I don't know, when you're passionate about something, you tend to retain information a lot mm-hmm. better. And I think that I just have a knack for knowing plants well. And, you know, information flows out one side and as more information comes into my brain. So sometimes you have to relearn stuff. But I was just talking to my advisor actually on Monday from college and she was saying, you know, you maybe don't have all of the deep scientific lingo anymore, but you definitely have the groundwork for it and the framework for it. If you needed to pick it back up for any reason, it's there. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm specializing in, in like house plants and native plants and, 
edible plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to think on that for a second. Yeah, uh, like fruits and, and vegetables. Yeah, uh, fruits, vegetables, starts <laughs> herbs are really popular. Mm-hmm. And so that's what knowledge is in my head. But if someday I needed to become a tree arborist or something, mm-hmm. I'm sure I could pick up my woody species ID and, uh, and tree knowledge <laughs> if I needed to. <laughs> That's so Emma, you'll need to get a plant from her. I know. I had one, and then I had gotten a puppy, and I had, like, researched, like, the plant, Mm -hmm. and I found out, like, it actually, like, wasn't good Mm -hmm. for puppies unless you, I mean, obviously, like, if it was up on a table or something, it was better. But it was saying that, um, like, if you had it down below and your dog didn't do it, like, it wasn't good for your dog. Do you know what your plant was? Do you remember? I don't remember now. So, one of my pet peeves with online in general, the internet, uh-huh. you know, uh, is that you can Google something and because of COVID, we just had this whole big boom of houseplant specialists, you know, people that are very, they're uninformed. They've informed themselves. You know, they don't have degrees. They don't have expertise and background. They didn't learn from crusty textbooks and professors. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> read people oh my goodness. Did. But, um, so one of the things that tends to happen is a lot of these plant shops, they put on online, like this is toxic to, to pets. But, you know, toxicity is a spectrum, and you have to remember that. Just like people have allergies to different things, different pets are going to have different responses to different plant materials, and uh, oftentimes your pet would have to eat a lot of the plants (laughs) to actually have an effect, and even then, it's probably not going to cause you a big vet bill. There are some plants that are very serious, but that's why part of what I do on my plant guide is if you scan that QR code, I have a little frequently asked questions section that describes not only what compounds are in the plant that can cause issues for pets, if there is any, but also what the symptoms are. So if your pet has a serious issue, then you can be, and you're paranoid, like I tend to be, like, oh, what's, what's gonna happen to my pet? Do I need to rush them to the vet? This is gonna be so expensive. You can just, you know, go to RenatasGarden.com. <laughs> That's good to know. And I actually, I mean, I really like that plant just because I really never had to water it. I mean, I, really couldn't even tell you where I got it. I think I just bought it off the whim one day because I was like, oh, I really want a plant. I want to take care of a plant because I've always just had fake plants. Um, but, I mean, I think it's I mean, it's still alive. It's barely alive. Where, where do you keep it? Well, now it's at mom and dad's because when I moved out, I, like, well, yeah. totally neglected the plant. And, like, mom was, you know, semi-watering it. She's just as bad as I am. And we put it, like in the direct sunlight and we're like we're never watering it and totally killed the plant and before it was like in like kind of like half and half sunlight like it still had sunlight but it wasn't in like a window where it was like beaming direct sunlight like all day long so i think that honestly probably was like the biggest issue yeah i like to tell people plants hate change so you need to like find a place for it and leave it there forever. Yeah, yeah. Just like even if you move houses, just leave it for the next people. I, <laughs> yeah, I should have just left it for him to take care oh of. <laughs> well, you think about like all the houseplants are tropicals, and in tropical environments, it's like 68, 70 degrees, like really ambient temperatures all the time, and they have the same con- same light because trees don't lose their leaves in the rainforest. So mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 hate change more than we do. That's actually interesting. That is really interesting. You know, like one thing that I like one thing that I find when we sell landscapes, people, you know, a lot of people don't think of plants as living, breathing organisms. Yeah. You know, they just think of it as this thing that's there. 
and so it's it's funny. It, I guess I have this conversation mainly uh, uh, when when it when it comes to plant warranties, and uh, but it's like oh. and uh, and I'm sure you have an opinion on that, but. Uh, 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 but it's like, but it's like, well, this is the reason. This is my stance on it because it's a living, breathing organism. It's just like a person, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, to ninety-eight percent of the population, it's just a thing that's there that grows. Yeah, yeah. you know, that is exactly true. It's mind-opening for people to think about plants as like living things. Yep. Has anyone asked about a plant warranty? Um, well, I mean, someone's tried to return a plant and take return. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, can you imagine? That is just a thread I don't want to pull. Yeah. Because, I mean, it could come back. The other thing is, too, which this seems really persnickety, but because of my background, i very cognizant of pest pressure. So, like, pest <laughs> pressure. Oh, man, I should have not used that term. Uh, it's, like, how, how uh, intense pest populations can become in plants, like bugs, insects. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm always thinking about where my pests are, could come from, like sources. So if I have customers at the farm and art market and they've shopped at another booth that has plants and they ha- or they're carrying around this plant, if they want to come on the bus, they have to leave the plant on the table outside with my mom because I will not let other oh. plants on the bus. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems really crazy. But if that plant has fire mites on it, because I don't know the grow history of that plant, mm-hmm. or if it has mealybugs or some other thing that's really hard to get rid of, I really don't want that in, in my plants that are going to be going home to my greenhouse. So I'm always cognizant of, uh, of people bringing on their plants and stuff like that. I don't know how I got on this topic. No, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. The yeah. plant the, the plant warranty and the returns. Yes. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> so if I were to take their plants back, like... You don't know if there is bugs yeah. or any insects. Or yeah. what yeah. they've done to the plant, you know. Yeah. Yeah. sat in their car at 100 degrees, and sometimes things don't take effect until a couple hours after the damage has been done. Mm. You know, so. That's good to know. That makes a lot of sense, though. I didn't, I, I, I guess I don't have a plant bus, so yeah. I, I would have never thought of that. But, I mean, that makes a lot of sense that you wouldn't want other plants yeah. uh, coming on. I treat it kind of like a greenhouse. You yeah. Know? But it's not a green. A lot of people think I grow my plants on the bus. And I'm like, where would the water go? <laughs> There's a lot of questions people ask me that are really entertaining. Um, does this bus drive? Is one of my favorite ones. But I guess I could have towed it there with a with a trailer or something. Uh, another one. Do you drive this bus? Is this your business? Or the best doozy is. Is this all you do? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! People can be brutal sometimes, and they don't even know it. So I like I, you have to be really understanding. But K State definitely did not teach me customer service, but because in a way, I mean, everyone's so friendly at K State. So I, it, yeah, in a way, but yeah. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Well, so in twenty twenty, that's when you started your plant bus business yeah, that's when I bought it yeah yeah mm-hmm. I remember when you bought it you yeah. were like vlogging like the whole experience and so I mean tell them a little bit about that and like you know our listeners too because I found it really fun and interesting to watch yeah. and yeah well so the that's another question people ask me where I got the idea for the bus and um there's a, there's a lot of answers to that. Like my mom had told me about a fruit truck that drove around rurally out in the country in the sixties. Mr. Rosen drove it and like they could buy like bushels of apples and stuff. And I was like, Oh, there needs to be a plant truck. 
definitely, <laughs> that goes around. And, you know, I grew up in Potwin, and I always thought it'd be so cute to revitalize that community, um, you know, before I knew HGTV was a thing uh, <laughs> as a kid. And I wanted to have a shop there, but, you know, you know that it's never really going to survive because now everyone can just drive into Wichita mm-hmm. if you live in these fringe communities. Um but so I, I kind of wanted to have a business that was mobile that could go to these different communities. And, um, but I didn't particularly know it was going to be a bus. But I was thinking, like, trailer, but I don't know a pickup. Um, I was thinking to get a custom food truck that was for, for plants, but that cost, like, $100,000 from Kansas City. And I didn't want to go through, I didn't know how to even begin to raise money for that kind of thing. Um, and then I saw this Schooly Nation group pop up in my Facebook one time and found out that schoolie conversions or school bus conversions into campers and RVs was a, was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, huh, I should, should look for us for an old school bus. So I started doing a lot of searching on Facebook marketplace when I should have been studying for finals and, you know, <laughs> in college and stuff, studying and all that jazz. But eventually I found a, a short school bus, 24 footer in Burton, Kansas. It was listed by a couple. They had already started trying to pull out the guts mm-hmm. because they were going to flip it to an RV, but then they, they found out they were in the family way and they could use the money. So I ended up going back from Manhattan down to Burton a few times. I had my brother, he's a trucker. I had him check out the engine and test drive it for me and stuff. And it was all checking out. So I, I bought that bus, drove it home on the same road all the way from Burton, 30 miles to my house because Burton is straight west of my house. Uh-huh. So it was a, and I still remember the feeling of driving that bus for the first time. I was scared. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, I, I don't even know. And now I can whip that thing around like it's smooth, you know. Yeah. I can get it into tight spaces now, but everyone... Uh-huh. It's always very amazed that someone like me can drive a big bus like that. Yes. But the renovation process was a big, just throw myself into it and hope it works out, figure it out as I go. Uh, all the schooly Facebook groups were saying, park it in front of your house where you see it every day, so you have to work on it. Oh, so what I, I did, and I parked it in front of my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that they saw every day and they say, Renata, you need to work on your bus. What are you doing? <laughs> So they're nagging you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, but I think as I renoed it, I pulled off three layers of vinyl stickers. So it's been through three school districts. Uh, The last one was a private school. And then, so you know it's really been hard years. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So do you go to, like, different, like, events that, I mean, there's multiple vendors. It's kind of like an outside ordeal that people Mm -hmm. could kind of, like, walk around to each vendor. Is that, like, typically the scene that you're like going to Mm -hmm. yeah it took me a little bit to figure out where the bus performed best um so I took a few business classes at K-State while I was there too some marketing and some some other other things uh electives that weren't necessarily required but I've always liked business a lot and uh one of the things I'm really good at is analyzing the market and um that really helps with the pop-up business because I'm always looking at different analytics like sales per hour and how different things are performing. But uh, places that have their own foot traffic is really important. So farmer's markets where people are coming intentionally to shop at outdoor booth spaces um, are really an, a valuable asset to my business. But also I do pop-ups collaborations with brick-and-mortar businesses like restaurants and clothing stores and 
uh, coffee shops are hugely popular. Um, I go to concerts and live venues and um, sometimes I just pop up for fun in the middle of Potwin <laughs> at the old gas station and let the community people I just put out on their Facebook group, the bus is in town for the day and then they can come. But like last weekend, I, my weekend consisted of being in Cedric at a moonlight market as it's kind of a, a flop of a market, but you never know until you get there. That's one thing is there's a lot of trial and error and learn by experience. Um, but then Saturday was my classic old town farm and art market day. It's always very, it's hopping. There's live music, all kinds of fun things to do. Great food trucks. Um, and then Sunday I was at a coffee shop downtown. So it's really a mix of wherever will host the bus because it's 24 feet. So I take up customer parking. So it's always, I'm always really grateful when business owners are willing to give some of that up to, to have the bus there. But, uh, I do draw a little bit of a crowd now that I've got a name out there. So yeah, that also you're still so popular. Eh, I was never popular <laughs> in school. So this is a new thing for me. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I get to meet a lot of really interesting people. I bet. <laughs> yes. Well, Renata's bus is so cute. She painted, and you hand-painted, like, the whole design on the outside. Yeah. yeah, so one thing that's kind of hard but also cool about the bus is it's completely coated in Raptor liner, which is a truck bed liner, so it's really bumpy. Mm -hmm. It feels like a pickup truck liner. And so that made it really hard to paint on top of, but I wanted to coat it in that because I actually don't have a shed for the bus. So it sits outside, mm -hmm. which is super stressful in Kansas because we get hail and tornadic weather and all that jazz. So I'm, yeah. I'm always like never sleep when we have severe weather because, you know, normally I'd sleep when we have severe weather because, mm -hmm. you know, we're from Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> but um, painting on top of that was um, really hard because I used automotive paint. And if you don't add thinner to it and use it in a traditional way where you're spraying it on, uh, it thickens really fast and gets really gloppy. So I think I bought like 200 brushes from Walmart <laughs> and oh, during wow. that process. And um, it was in October, actually. So I don't even, two years ago, three years ago, I can't remember, man, time flies. And um, it was getting cold at night and paint, you're always thinking about temperature too. So I get up first thing in the morning and I'd move the bus and park it so that the sun would hit the side of the bus and warm up the metal where I was going to be painting so I could start earlier that day. And I remember my feet getting so sore in the arches from standing on a ladder, like nonstop. I, I spent a whole week and I was practically, whenever the temperature was above 45, I was out there painting. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, it was a big labor of love, but it looks so cool. So it does. It looks so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm very protective of that paint coat, though. If I ever see a chip, I'm like, <gasps> no, is it painting? I don't know. So I really never want to do that again. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my gosh. I don't know if you could, like, coat it in something else. Like, so well, it would, like... I have, like, a clear coat on yeah. it. I might have to redo that every once in a while. And part of why I used auto paint was so that it um, wouldn't fade as fast because mm -hmm. it has different compounds. Uh, I learned a lot about science of, of paint when I was researching that that whole thing. I went down to Sherwin-Williams Auto Paint downtown, and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why do you need this? But they were really on board with it after I did it, and so um, it, it was really cool. It was another part of the process that I met some cool people, so. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like they'd be complicated just because there's so many different options out there. And then, you know, person's a, person A is going to tell you one thing and person B is going to tell you another thing. And then, honestly, at the end of the day, it's down to you to do your research to even see on who's yeah. even being truthful or who's just trying to sell you on something. The hard part about it, too, is nobody had ever painted on top of Raptor liner before. Oh, really? Because it's bed liner. Yeah. Who would paint on top of that? So finding something to actually bond to that yeah, and not, because I didn't want it to peel off, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to look like a craft project either. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, things that look like they're from Hobby Lobby. Oh, no. gosh. I'm sorry no. for all the Hoblob people out there, <laughs> but I just can't stand it. I want it to look really uh, tailored and nice and like it was always that way, mm-hmm. you know, age well, timeless. So uh, that was really hard because everyone was telling me no you can't do that I go into every auto shop and they're like oh no but I have a friend that might tell you what to get and I'd call that person oh I have no idea maybe try this it was just (laughs) and eventually I just had to jump off the precipice and go for it yeah Yeah. (laughs) I love that yeah you're like ah just trial and error honestly yes yeah yes all right that's so fun and you know, you are a horticulture person. We, you know, you love your plants, but you also love to sew. And that's how we met. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Renata and I worked at the costume shop on campus together. Nice. And that's, oh, that's how cool. And that's how we met each other. And yes, she was like... Sweating it out. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm in horticulture. I was like, oh, my gosh, I know everything about horticulture. Well, not everything, but... Yeah, I was like, my brother was in it. I have best friends that are in it. Which um, is really crazy because horticulture is small. And when you're in a theater department with other fashion studies majors, you don't expect someone to even know what the word horticulture is at all. So I was really, that was really fun right off the bat. Yes. Oh, man. We were just... We were just down there, you know, we were below the stage in McCain. Yeah, we were in the basement. We in were a below sweat the pit. shop. <laughs> we were below the orchestra pit, so we could always hear them practicing when oh, the show yeah. was going. It was so that fun. Was, it was a really cool, cool spot. Also, the bathrooms. <laughs> the men's restroom. That was a bad detail. That was the worst. <laughs> No, but I it remember... always smelled like poop in that hallway. Oh, so <laughs> oh nice. nice. Serious. And it was always hot. <laughs> yeah. No, but I still remember to get that job. Melissa, our boss, uh, made me say three snarky things to her before I left that day. <laughs> and because I'm not, I, well, I, at least I didn't used to be a snarky person. <laughs> and uh, so that was very hard for me and very unnatural. Mm-hmm. But she'd be like cheering me on there. There you go. That's right, Renata. You got to be snarky to work here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, you need to have an attitude. Yeah. Anyways. Oh my fun. gosh. What a good time. Yeah. There was something Melissa always loved to do and it was like, fi- we would get fired mm-hmm. and it was like, you would have your name on a wall and then, um, it's like, it was like on a cork board and if you made a mistake, you had a safety pin next to your name. And so I think Renata and I were always trying to fight for who had the least amount of mistakes. And it was like, we would just, I mean, we would, it was cutthroat. We're like, if one of us made a mistake and Melissa didn't know it, we would tell, we would call each other out. We were tattletales. Yeah. We're like, nah, she made a mistake. She gets a safety pin. Well, and then there was Jackson who just gave up and I think he had like 50 He gave up. He 
had so many. He got fired a lot. He did. And there was one time, and we would always, like, mess with each other's heads. Like, there was this one time. I don't even think I was there. But you guys told the story enough that I know it. Mm-hmm. And it was Jackson was gathering a skirt for Oklahoma. And a gathering stitch is, like, you, I told you this last week. It's one long stitch, like, around the fabric. Mm-hmm. And then you do, like, another one, and you pull it to gather it mm-hmm. so he had run out of his bobbin thread <laughs> which yeah, the bobbin <laughs> is the bottom thread yes you have two threads that interlock i feel like people that don't sew don't know this yeah well yeah you're teaching them <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> education <laughs> so if you run out of one or the other thread then it doesn't actually make the stitch yeah you think it's making the stitch so he, oh, he no. had run out of the thread renata had realized it and not told him <laughs> And we're just talking. We're talking, and we're talking about like nine. Was it nine feet? Nine. Yeah, because these circle skirts. When you yeah. think a circle skirt it is a literal circle. Yeah. And so it's a long way around a circle for a full length skirt. God, so funny. Yeah, he ran out of bobbin thread, and I just his reactions are always the best. That's probably why so I didn't good. tell him, and I tease yeah. him all the time because I just love the reaction. The it was best. so good. Oh my gosh. Miss yeah, Jackson. Meet Jackson on the podcast. Yeah. He's in New York now. Yes. Yeah. Large. I know. I'll just go out to New York and visit him. Visit yeah. him and then Mac. Yeah. What? Is she in Kansas City still? No, she's in New York also. She is? Yes. <laughs> I live in my own world right now. You do. I'm like, all of this is on social media. I never get on my personal account anymore because it's work now to get onto my business account. Oh, okay. Always posting, so. It's Except just, for you, I check on you. Oh, okay. that's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're within driving distance. I feel yes. like it's, you know, it's a doable acquaintance. <laughs> it is, even though we really don't ever hang out. We see no. each other like once or twice a year. We're very like, no, we need to do that. But you know, I'll you know now that I will visit you in Portland. I will, ma- I will make the drive out there. Yeah, no one visits me in Portland. <laughs> oh, so Girl, sad. Like, why would I come to Portland? To see me. <laughs> <laughs> and the plant bus. Duh, yeah, then they can see the greenhouse, too. Yeah. I feel like that would be so fun. Um, but, yeah, the last time that when I bought a plant, it was at Walt's Pumpkin Patch. Mm-hmm. That's another place she goes. Is oh, it, cool. Wal- Walt or Walters? Walters. Walters. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, no. It's like the top pumpkin patch in the state and rated in the country. So it's... Really? It's like, I read their bio the other day. It's 200 acres of, like, playground, basically. And that's it's crazy. a good Kansas playground, you know, where mm-hmm. you don't spend any money on fancy equipment that's safety rated at all. No, it's like a tire. It's like tires <laughs> and hay bales and wood uh-huh. and trees and things nailed into trees, which I hope... Lavis never hears this because her, I think our she's her biggest pet peeve was people nailing things into trees or hammocking and rubbing the, the bark oh, off the trees. Really? I never even thought about that. Such a hippie, that, that lady. We did learn that Lavis is not at K State right now, right? Yeah, no, she's retired. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very um, staggered retirement kind of thing. Yeah. No, Miller is not at K State. Mm-hmm. He's at Colorado State. Uh, trainer. <laughs> no, but he's like Rude. a trial guard, so it's like a really amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see who else is uh, gone. Is Davis David? is gone. He's retired. Gotcha. But Williams is there. Uh, 
Keely. Steve Keely. Mm-hmm. I just learned that Cherry Hart is on sabbatical. My professor. Oh. Is that yeah. why you guys took over Make It With Wolf? No, no. She, I mean. Was she running it or no? It was a, uh, K-State was, is, um, they're uh, like a, what's the word? Donor or like a. Sponsor. Sponsor mm-hmm. because they host it at Justin, but they aren't actually technically affiliated with the okay. program. We mm-hmm. just host it there and then they like, give scholarships to some of our winners. Nice. Which is, was always bad for me because I didn't end up using any of my scholarships. I had a ton of scholarships for sewing mm-hmm. contests to go to K-State for fashion studies. I should have just gave it to, to me. figure out how horticulture <laughs> and fashion studies could mesh, and I could not do it. There was, like, no overlapping. Well, it's course. now a minor. The fat, there's, like, a minor in fashion studies. Oh, really? Yeah. They, Is like, they like restructured it, so it's, like, fashion business, and then there's, like, the design side, which is, like, exactly the same as when mm-hmm. I was there. Then there's, like, a minor in design, oh, I, could I think. Have done that. I feel like the minor would have been I all know. basic classes. Like it would have. It would have. Although those oh, well. machines, I don't know if I could do those. So. Oh, once you sew on one, you can't go back. You'd well, love that's it. That's probably a good thing. Because I sew on all vintage machines and redo them like old singers. Yeah, check them out. You would hate it. I love my Juki. Yeah. My work Juki. It's the best. We all have our machines, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like my Berninas. <laughs> My 80s era Berninas. Nice. Emma, what's your favorite sewing machine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I could even sew. I taught Jonathan how to sew. I am an expert sewer. Wow. He sewed me four pillowcases. Mm-hmm. Basically, wow. ba- rectangles. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm basically, I'm a badass that seamstress, honestly. I, I mean. You need a shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm a badass. <laughs> you know, I uh, I probably wouldn't wear it, uh, but to get me a hat, I'd wear the hat. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, 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 like, oh, like oh, a I hat. I was like, I was like, I guess I could make you a hat. <laughs> yeah. But not like these. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't. You want a bucket hat? I can make you a bucket yeah, hat. No, I, I, I know what you mean. Just yeah. One of the reasons I like uh, the old machines is because you can make really cool, like old style vintage hats, but oh. like you couldn't. No, probably not. Have you ever been to Hatman Jacks in Wichita? I have. I have. He has a hat. Well, actually, the hat that usually sits on top of there, my one of my cowboy hats, is from there. No, it's a, it's a, it's like their house brand. Oh, cool. So yeah, I love I love Hatman Jacks. I know he's a cool cool guy. He needs to be on here. Oh yeah, that'd be. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that could actually be kind of cool. That would actually be so cool. Jags would be amazing because he, I mean, I mean I've, I've been in the back where all his hat forms are and seeing how he does some of that mm-hmm. process, and it's really cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I always so wanted cool. to be a milliner uh-huh. before. Like, you could have done that at K-State. Yeah, I followed the... Dana could have taught you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I made a hat for her, like, I, with her one time. How did that go? Oh... <laughs> it's like, okay, back to me. <laughs> Almost as bad as uh, the Oklahoma wedding dress that I remade three times. Oh, gosh. I think the only thing worse than building something from the ground up is actually taking something that comes from Amazon and then uh, trying to rebuild it three times and then not even getting to use that in the end. That happened a lot. 
Yeah. The Cinderella dress was the one for Into the Woods that Jackson, Ashley, and I, and Michelle, and I think two other volunteers that didn't actually end up making it. Yeah. Worked on at a time while we were volunteering <sighs> our first semester. Yeah. Dang. We have notorious costumes that we all know that we wish we could take with us when we graduate. Oh, gosh. I just know I hated gussets. And now I sew gussets into dresses all the time. <laughs> Man. If you can master it. Haven't mastered it yet. Gotten close. Not quite there yet. Yeah, tell us about the plants that you grow and how is that process? I know you built your own greenhouse. Yeah, well. Right? Yes and no. I mean, okay. I have two greenhouses technically, the failure and the <laughs> the one that actually was built by professionals. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I only know the, the first one. Yeah. Well, so I, I custom did a lean-to greenhouse, which is basically a greenhouse that leans up against another wall or a, a solid structure. Mm -hmm. A lot of hobby greenhouses are lean-to greenhouses, and they're really actually hard to construct, and they're hard to grow in as well. And I tried expanding one that was already in existence, and it just isn't great but it's it's a little one and I propagate in it so I do all my seeding and rooting and small scale like what I call young plant production mm -hmm. is in that little greenhouse and then I move into my big greenhouse which I actually hired a crew to come and build smartly and nice. uh, they they built it it's 20 by 40 feet so nothing from what I was used to working in in college but still bigger than your average hobby greenhouse. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that's my finished production greenhouse. So I move, when I transplant things into their finished grow containers or the container that people are gonna buy their plants in, they move to that bigger greenhouse because there's more space for them to stretch their leaves out. Yes. You know? But um, I, I focus on three main plant categories. I think I mentioned uh, mm -hmm. house plants, edible plants, so things that you can grow, like garden, vegetable crops, and herbs, and then also native plants. I'm working on perennial production, which takes a long time to develop a program for that because every perennial plant or plant that comes back every year uh, actually has its own very specific germination requirements. Sometimes they require freezing before the seeds can tap their roots. Sometimes they need a certain temperature, different lighting requirements, so I'm just discovering all of that. And you'd think there'd be resources for a K-State grad out there, mm -hmm. and there are some people I can talk to, but a lot of people are like, you just have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> it's a journey. So I'm like, okay, really another great. thing to figure out myself. But um, So I'm working on that right now, but I love both houseplants and edible garden plants because both of them have very unique purposes in people's lives, so houseplants... Um, there is a whole group of people that only have houseplants in their lives. They don't do anything, any other kind of horticulture. Mm. So a big passion of mine is trying to convince those people, those houseplant people, to cross over the dark side of hardcore gardening. So a lot of the edible plants I grow are for container growing, so dwarf varieties, so miniature varieties of peppers and tomatoes and eggplants and cucumbers. I even have a personalized watermelon plant that I'm growing for next year. Oh my goodness. Lots of herbs and different things. Edible flowers are super huge right now. And I grow probably 60 to 70 different uh, veg or herb crops right now. 
and uh, I sell them in the spring and people can have their own little patio gardens if they live in downtown Wichita or if they're a newbie like they're college age or maybe just never tried vegetable gardening before they can have an easy in that way mm -hmm. but I do some in-ground garden plants too I just uh, I like to specialize in the cute ones yeah no that totally makes sense yeah. and how long is like the process of like growing these plants and maintaining them until you sell them well, um, it depends on the plant, obviously, but a lot of veg crops can be turned in six weeks or less. So I can start seeding in end of January, beginning of February, and have things ready for the bus by March. Uh, but some things that people really love, like rosemary and lavender and chives, those are all perennial herbs. So they take a long time to bulk, so they to put on some some beefiness mm -hmm. and so uh sometimes they can be as long as two-year crops for me to get them to a good size because one of my pet peeves is places that sell things like lavender in three inch or four inch pots mm -hmm. because those plants aren't going to be successful for customers so the funny thing about my business is i won't sell someone a plant if i don't think they're going to succeed with it yeah so if someone comes on they really like a prayer plant or a maranta i say are you good at keeping track of your plants and watering your plants? And like, oh, not really, but this is so beautiful. I said, this is not the plant for you. Yeah. No, Don't, do not because take this. I know what's going to happen to these people. So I'm very, um, I'm, I'm not always out there for the sale. I'm, I'm there for my customers to sell. Nice. And since the lavender takes like two years yeah. to, you know, make, grow, um, how much are you selling that for? Well, I mean, this year, I, I it depends. It's around twenty-eight to thirty-two dollars. Okay. Which is pretty cheap for lavender, actually. If you go to most garden centers, mm -hmm. but you'd be surprised. I still have customers come on. They're like, "How much is this lavender?" And I say thirty-two, and I say it without apology because I had a hard time at first with pricing. If because you know sometimes in the Midwest we expect a certain standard of cheapness <laughs> yes mm -hmm. and so if someone comes on and they they find out my lavender is 32 per plant they're like oh that's oh oh wow <laughs> and i'm like okay yeah uh, this has been in production for two years i'm a small grower and uh it's organic and mm -hmm. i don't spray any chemicals on it and so it's definitely worth that and more probably so uh, yeah cough up the money <laughs> i know i, I know. But then yeah. at the same time, all the other customers will come on and be like, wow, your plants are so cheap. So it's all in perspective. Yeah. So like one thing that we, so uh, uh, like one thing that we get is uh, every once in a while we'll get someone that has shopped the internet for plants before they call us, mm -hmm. which is incredibly annoying. So, it, it, yep. And so, uh, oh, this is probably like, this is probably like two months ago. And so I, this was probably two months ago. I was on a consultation, and they and they wanted nothing fancy. It was just to keep their keep the HOA off their back. You know, they needed mm -hmm. three trees and five shrubs and like two flowers. I mean, that's that's what it was. And I, and they're like, well, how much do you think it's going to cost? I was like, oh, it's probably going to be around this and this, that, and the other, and you know, depending on the size of the shrub, you know, three gallon, five gallon, whatever. And uh, and they're like, seriously? And it was like, it was like so. Like this costs this much. I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, buy it from a reputable local nursery. You know, they have you know great nursery stock. I bought thousands of plants from them, and I've had a problem with them like three times. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it, like on three individual plants, and I mean, and it wasn't even really that big of an issue. 
It was more of just, I didn't like the way some of the leaves looked. Um, but they're like, well, we were just online and we, and we saw that like we could buy <laughs> this, we could buy this for like $20. I was like, from trees.com. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, it was probably fast growing trees, is what they're looking yes. at. Yep, yep. So many people. Yep, do that. It, yep. And it's like, and it's like, well, I wish you the best. You know, yeah. you know, the uh, 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 get on there, buy it, let me know how it goes. Yeah, be like, <laughs> so, you're, you're gonna be calling me again, I promise. It, yeah, well, and part of see with you though, they they have the HOA, so they have to have trees. You know, if I have a house plant that if someone decides to, to go buy a houseplant from Home Depot's clearance section. Mm-hmm. And I don't get a call and say, yes, I'd like a houseplant from you. They just give up on, on plants. Yep, yep. So part of my my hardship is, like, I want them to succeed, so I have to convince them, no, you need to buy your plants from me because I know the whole history of this plant. I know you're going to be successful with it. Mm-hmm. But, no, box stores are a huge competitor, and the Internet is just... It, well, I mean, like, even... Uh, uh... Uh, you know, even someone like, you know, even someone like Johnson's compared to Walmart, because like, that's where I buy 98% of my plants. I buy mm-hmm. a small amount from site one, uh, uh, just, uh, just out of sheer convenience, yeah. honestly. Like if I need like two or three shrubs and I'll go there so I don't have to drive all the way out by the zoo. Right. But, uh, um, but they'll be like, man, like I'm going to go to Walmart and go buy this. So I was like, yeah, but that's like second and third run stuff, you know, and this is like nice stuff that was picked out and so i mean there i definitely understand like our the conversation that we're having with people is slightly different but it's Mm -hmm. still the same yeah so yeah no if you ever just drive by a site one uh you can see all the trees kind of laying out there yep you guys can kind of tell what the quality is going to be but i mean it's what i would call mcdonald's parking lot plants yeah you know so (laughs) I definitely always, you know, that's the other thing. You mean site one or Walmart? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the other thing is I, I was a little concerned that some of the local garden centers were going to feel threatened by the bus when I first started because I'm in everybody's backyard with, mm-hmm. with the bus. But I'm only there for like one day a month if I'm parked by them or something. So I don't know. Usually I'm very much a proponent. I'm trying to be the friend of the local garden center. You know, I'm mm-hmm. telling people, you know, I don't do this, but you know who does? Uh, Dutch's Greenhouse down the way or Johnson's Garden Center or Hillside Nursery. You know, some of these uh, garden centers that have been around around the block a few times and they know exactly what they're doing. And uh, they're not going to, they're going to be just like me. They're not going to sell trash to their customers. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm, you might spend a little bit more money for it, but, you know, you get what you pay for. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's going to be a better product. Yeah. And I don't think people understand how specialized the horticulture industry is and how, how long that chain of production is. No. Because, I mean... Plants come from all over the world and all over the country before they end up in your garden center or your shop. And especially in the Midwest, it's super specialized to have a plant shop or garden center because, or nursery because um, it takes a lot of work to get plants grown here mm-hmm. and growing here mm-hmm. and doing well here and being adapted here. So um, I, think, I think people having a better understanding of that would be definitely very helpful and that's part of what I try to do. Nice. Inform people a little bit about the chain. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so cool. It's especially harder for us in Wichita, too, because I always tell people if we were 100 miles north or 100 miles south, mm -hmm. things would be a lot different. You know, there would be a more, much more concise answer on, you know, why this doesn't work here or why it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But we're just in this weird weird zone of it works but it doesn't work yeah, or, you it know might work for your neighbor but not for you <laughs> yeah exactly 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 yeah i can see that yeah yeah do you ever see yourself having like an employee or anything i'm hiring right now you are know, that's I'm exciting yeah i have a couple i have a actually there's a there's a kid that likes the bus that's gonna come do some free labor for plants now that i just realized it sounds like child labor no, <laughs> not the situation. But uh, no, but I also I'm I'm working on hiring because I'm expanding the business right now and uh, adding a second mobile unit, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be a little trailer sport version called the Plant Tug, because it's just too cute. Cute. And I'm renoing it right now, but I gotta have someone to to actually man that so I can do more than one event at one time. Mm -hmm. uh, part of what I've seen is that the Wichita markets really embraced the Plant Bus and definitely has deserves it you know i've heard several business owners some business mentors tell me that customers vote with their dollar and mm -hmm. wichita's definitely earned the plant bus being there but i also part of my mission is serving the rural area around wichita so i wanted to have another unit that can go to some of those small town farm markets in like hillsboro or marion or el dorado or newton you know mm -hmm. so I'm uh, working on that right now, and there's different challenges with a trailer from a bus, so I'm learning again. Yes, that's I'm super sure. exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Nice. That's so exciting. If you know anyone, <laughs> can back a trailer. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, are you hiring? Well, well, I, well, actually, I guess, duh, you said you were hiring. <laughs> I can back a trailer. <laughs> I don't think Jonathan is going to leave his business to work for your business. I, I don't say, think he'll work for plants. Flowery pants. <laughs> go I'd probably look good in flowery pants. You never know. He really does. You know, don't I, you? I, don't you like his the kaleidoscope suit you've oh, seen him yes, in? Yes, yes. It's, it's pizzazzy. It is pizzazzy. It's pretty good. If I if I'm wearing it, I'll 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 pull it off. I'll own it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll I'll make it happen. But um. So I guess one thing I just thought of. So when you go, so when you go to these different markets and you go to businesses and stuff like that, you bring your plant bus. Obviously, I mean, there's a there's a, there's a huge cost in driving there and you know setting everything up. So are you? Do you have like a? Is there like it? And I guess it's probably different in different spots. But is there like a rental fee? Like like so you get like a guaranteed set amount of money. Um, or is it pretty much just whatever the bus brings? Yeah, this is definitely something that I've been learning uh, as I go. Uh, it depends. If someone reaches out to me and it's a business or someone hosting an event, I impose a minimum sales amount. So, mm -hmm. uh, And that's increased as the bus has become more popular mm -hmm. because... I'm making a higher sales minimum, which is, yeah. yay, that's good pretty you. good. Woo. But, uh, so, like, Saturdays have a higher minimum. Like, I charge $1,000 on Saturdays. Nice. And Sundays, 600 And then during the week, it's 400 So, if people want to hire the bus, I'm very straightforward about it. Say, this is what my minimum is. But, you know, the beautiful, the beautiful part about a minimum, it's not like I just have this flat fee and this is what you have to pay for me to come. It's 
if people, if your foot traffic isn't generated at your event and I can't make $400, then you need to just make up the difference. And that mm -hmm. can be them coming and buying product off the bus. Yeah. So they get value for their dollar and it just ensures that I can pay for fuel. And if I were actually paying myself, then <laughs> I'd be making that for my labor and uh, for the like fees that are involved with popping up, like business licenses and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, I, I learn, I've learned a lot from food trucks uh, mm. in the area, and lots of them are very helpful and nice, and some of them do, do not give me the time of day. Yeah. And it's just kind of how business works, and you have to figure out there's so much different culture and business from town to town. So mm -hmm. learning how, and even in Wichita from area to area, so like Riverside completely differs from College Hill versus the Bel Air area of, of uh, Wichita. So learning the different cultures and how things work is very it's very helpful so people ask me oh you could go anywhere with your bus you could move to minnesota or go to colorado with the bus or california and take your business with you but i would argue that it wouldn't work as well and i wouldn't know the area as well um, because people get very close on the bus and i think that in the midwest we're much more friendly mm -hmm. and we like we're, we're not as uh we don't have an issue as much with rubbing shoulders with people mm -hmm. exactly. whereas other i feel like it'd be more like one person at a time on the bus if i were somewhere like oregon or california mm -hmm. so yeah i could that yeah because yeah, i remember when i was on the bus there were like five or six of us on the bus at one time yeah i think my record is 18 18 yes. dang and that's not even children i'm not like the children were not counted yeah I, sometimes actually this is really funny I take my mom with me on Saturdays to Old Town mm -hmm. Market because it's my highest traffic event of the week, and she's my bus bouncer. I like she that. She's under the umbrella outside the bus, and she lets people in and monitors traffic, and she has so many stories to tell at the end of the day. But <laughs> I One time, I like heard a bunch of people laughing outside, and so I... You know, the window of the bus is below my eye level, so I kind of have to like bend over and look out like what's going mm -hmm. on. And there's my mom with like all these old men standing around her, the husbands of all the women on the bus, and like <laughs> telling them some yarn, some story, and she's she's just making them all laugh. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could replace that. So I'm pretty sure she has a permanent job with me forever. Yes. So nice. that's really sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. People that's are starting so to sweet. Know my mom. <laughs> yes. It's really funny. She, I told her the other day, you're starting to become a staple of the business, and she said. Oh boy. <laughs> She's probably going to listen to this and hate that I said something. Oh no. You can I, edit this out. No, I'm not going to. She better listen. Oh my gosh. I think that's so sweet. And it's so fun to like involve your your family into things. Like doing this with like the three of us is so fun just to like hang out and talk and like learn stuff from other people. And Fun's one way to describe it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding sometimes it's not fun but other most of the time it's fun no i think every time it's been fun no i know i was just teasing but my like my mom helped me with kinsey fashion week last weekend and yeah it's so fun so it's nice that your mom became is becoming a staple. Yeah, she always <laughs> says it's funny when people try to ask her plant questions. And she's like, she's like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <ask her> <laughs> and they say, who's Renata? Which one's Renata? 
That's the the curly-headed girl. Everyone's learning how to say my name, and everyone's like, there's very Your name is so responses. easy. Yeah. I know, but once you, I mean, there's not a lot of people named that in the U.S., at least. Yeah. It was one of those things when I studied abroad, everyone's like, are you sure you're American? Because <laughs> I look very, uh, very, I have very Dutch uh, roots in my family, uh-huh. so, uh, yeah, my name is very, it's a family name, so it's. It's special. And now it's yeah. perfect for a brand. It really nice. is. Everyone thinks it's my grandma's name. They're like, your name is Renata? <laughs> like, yes, You're like, yes. I've been called so many things. Rihanna, Retina, <laughs> Ronaldo. Oh. <laughs> uh, Retina is my favorite. Happened. Yes, Retina. I think that was, that first time that happened to me was a high school track meet. Yeah. Retina's in the hole. <laughs> Oh my god! And the funny part was, and this made my coach really mad. I didn't correct the person the whole time because I thought it was so funny. Oh. So I just let her say that yeah. the whole time, and he was mad at me, really mad at me. But you know, it's fine. I yeah. have entertainment. You should just start branding yourself because you have very distinctive curly hair. Oh, yeah. So I feel like once people are like, they see your logo and then they see you, it'll be all put together. And they'll be like, this makes so much sense now. <laughs> I know. Someone told me one time that was giving me business advice that my business was unscalable because even if I made a hundred plant buses, there was only one Renata Gosen. Yeah. So everyone would only want to see me and not like my business. And I decided that that was complete that idiocy. That is so stupid. Yeah. So That's I decided so to just go with it anyways. And I'm just going to put my personal touch on everything. And no, I feel love like it. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, no, I love it. I know I've gotten a lot of business advice since mm-hmm. starting because part of being a business owner and being young mm-hmm. is really hard because a lot of people don't take you seriously at all. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. all. I get treated like a daughter to a lot of people. And that's fine. You know, I understand that. But uh, it's 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 hard not to be taken seriously when you work really hard. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you obviously know your stuff. <laughs> like most of the time. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we could just sit here and talk about plants, like, oh, all day yeah. and all the types of plants. Yeah, I, just, I was just talking to my professor on Monday, my old, my old advisor. I said, uh, feels like I'm 30, <laughs> and I'm, what, 24, so yeah, got a ways to go. <laughs> you have a ways until you're 30. Jonathan's the closest one to 30 in this room. I am. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> no, I you're so like young. I'm going to die young, I definitely think. No. <laughs> but I'll have lived life largely, so. <laughs> you will. Oh the my captain gosh. goes down with the ship. I can't imagine living past my plant bus, which I know is going to happen, but I uh, yeah, like what is your plan just to keep scaling the business? Yeah, so I mean, I really toyed with brick brick and mortar business cuz everybody mm-hmm. wants to know cuz that's kind of the goal of all these pop-up vendors at farmers markets. Yeah. Get big enough to get into brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. But I have a greenhouse which carries overhead. So it's very much like I almost already have my bricks and mortar. You know? Yeah. So I I don't foresee actually ever going into a storefront because I love the mobile business model so much and it's so much it's so intrinsic to what my brand is mm-hmm. uh, that I just feel like I'm just gonna keep on adding mobile units and pretty soon they're just gonna be popping around everywhere like FedEx trucks but for plants. Yes, <laughs> I, love I love that. See, I love that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking because oh, I've actually there are other mobile plant shops out there because COVID really encouraged that kind of creativity and. I was really bummed when I found that out because I thought it was so original, but 
Now, if you have a good idea, chances are there's someone else that has it too. Mm-hmm. Just who can do it better? Yeah. yeah. I was about but, to say, yours is probably better. Yeah, I don't know I, of any others. There's there's a couple in Kansas City, actually. So, you know, all mm-hmm. you Kansas Cityans, go find them if you want. <laughs> but um, They're probably not as good as Renata's garden, though. <laughs> yeah, we, come visit us all. Yeah. But they all move into to storefronts really quickly, like within first one year or two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really don't know how they did it. But a lot of them yeah. don't have greenhouses to start up. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that's very unique to my business is I can take plants straight from the greenhouse to my customers. Mm-hmm. There is no stressful time for the plant in a dark plant shop. Uh, so they can go straight from being healthy to, to my customers. And that's a big quality thing for me. And I want to keep my greenhouse. So I'm bricks, bricks and mortar are not a thing at, yeah. least at the moment. I thought they were going to be, but I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Which probably, I can change it back, but I don't You know. can, but yeah. eh, whatever. Should just make, you know, like, uh, what am I trying to think? Like, you know, Magnolia, yeah. like down in Waco. The, the head, the horticulturist for them is K-State grad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The what? Yep. Yeah, uh, the, their horticulturist at Magnolia is a K-State grad. Really? Yes. Yeah, she was like a oh. year, year, a uh, year or two ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did not know That's that. Super cool. Yeah. You should. It would be like something like that, but like plant related. Yeah. You know. Like, you have a greenhouse, and then, you know, one day you'll have, like, a bakery <laughs> with, like, lavender. La- I, I don't know. We're thinking yeah. big time over it's here. It's always been a joke in my family that I'm the next Martha Stewart. <laughs> I could see that. Because I've always sewn and done all these hobbies, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so it could, it could happen. I'll be Kansas Martha Stewart. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Just stay out of prison. Oh. Yeah, I, I do my best. Uh, I'm trying to stay on top of the business stuff, you know, and not do illegal things. So. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah, but then I could meet someone like Snoop Dogg. Her branding is super unusual now. Yeah. <laughs> Who's brand? It's Martha Stewart. I don't she know. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a swimsuit. She like recently? Oh, mm, I was not paying attention to that. Uh, but she started her business as a caterer actually mm-hmm. so she had a mobile business to start okay which is very interesting i think that is interesting but started from the bottom yep. and then she went to jail and look at her now bottom. she's on sports yeah. illustrated <laughs> it's amazing what uh, the internet can do to you to a person yeah, yeah. maybe it'll just blow up one day yeah, and be like so a, famous uh, travis kelsey. kelsey i know everything oh don't beat me started I think that's so annoying. I, I'm like, no. I'm I love t- the memes that have I'm come out I'm trying to watch the Chiefs game, and every time something happens, they're like, oh, they got to show Taylor Swift. I'm like, it's Taylor Swift's game. Okay, Libby. <laughs> I'm like, no, she's not that cool. Like, I'm trying yes, to watch the Chiefs is. game. Well, she I mean, is like the modern-day Michael Jackson. Okay, don't go that far. No. Yes, she no. is. You cannot. She no. is like Libby, she one is of literally the most horrible. Famous. No. She's horrible. Taylor, she is horrible. She's, she's not horrible she has some good stuff but she definitely uh brought cowboy boots and skirts as a thing and i think that's a fashion travesty you do uh, why do you yeah. think that because cowboy boots are not for dresses <laughs> they're not they don't go together they look terrible <laughs> you go to the county fair and you tell me all those girls look good with their skirts and cowboy boots on and tell me taylor swift did a good thing <laughs> <laughs> okay i i dare you <laughs> Oh my gosh! Crunchy. (laughs) 
No, cringy. I just think it's cringy just because I'm like, okay, here in like what six months there's gonna be a song out about Travis because she's all heartbroken and sad, but yet she's like this new immaculate woman, you know? Because she say. could write a love album. I they could fall in love. I definitely think this is a publicity stunt. I don't I'm know. I have heard a good like theory on a publicity stunt, and it was that like Joe Jonas and whoever his wife was that yeah. they just got divorced yeah, she and was then in the box with them and she's the yeah and she's like since she's friends like they had a meeting like she not a meeting she had dinner with like a group of girls like a group of her friends like right after she broke up with like joe alwyn or whatever and then people think at that dinner that's where she was like we're gonna say i'm dating you know travis kelsey to take the heat off of their divorce so it wouldn't be in the papers so that is the most that's the best theory i've heard other than the fact i totally believe that they're dating no i think they totally are trying to like uh get the midwest very much i don't know centered on topics I don't know. What do you mean? This is this is. Oh, way just to be topic. like it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a wedding this weekend, and this is like what we talked well, about. Literally, like so like, much. Definitely, she just like told people to register to vote. Tweeted it from the box, and like one hundred fifty thousand people registered to vote. Really? Yes, you didn't hear this. No. Registered to vote for what? Just like to, to register just to vote. Just to vote in general. Vote. Oh. Yeah. And, but uh, there's always celebrities trying to get. I did hear to about that one. No, no, yeah, and and then Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up four hundred percent. Oh yes, and NFL yes. ticket sales went up two hundred percent. It's because so Swifties like mutual, are buying them. Yes, I know. This is this mutual benefit here, like the NFL and Taylor Swift's like goals in mm-hmm. in her getting her voice out there to especially like the Midwest. It's, I think it's a thing. I don't know. Maybe. But we'll never know. No, she <laughs> makes we'll me never cringe. know the truth. That's Shut up, mystery. Emma. She makes Taylor me Taylor is the best. I, I like her COVID albums. They're good. Oh, yeah. But I will She's say, so good. I, I was, Lavender Haze was, I mean, that album kind of disappointed me. <laughs> it did. Because, like, she is also, she does copy other artists' styles, and that really bugs me. Like whose? Like, one of the songs on there definitely copies Billie Eilish style. Like you which song? To- I think I know what you're talking about. I like. She does like the auto tuning and the sliding mm-hmm. into the lyrics. Oh, then, okay, I see what you mean. Which I like the song because I like the sound. And mm-hmm. um, let's see other things, but no, I liked her COVID albums because they were like she was telling stories, mm-hmm. which is more of her root. You yeah. Know? She started country, and that's all about storytelling. Yes. And so like she's good at lyrics and singer songwriters type things but when she tries to mimic other artist styles your own style yeah (laughs) i really liked i mean when she first you know came out and her songs and stuff like that i feel like those were really good but then when she kind of tried to transition into like more of like a pop country i just thought her songs were honestly annoying (laughs) like i felt like she was like ruining like the women in country music it's like okay no just look at the women in country music now today I mean, I think Carrie Underwood, I mean, she's a she's a kick-ass lady. So, I mean, there are a select few. But some of them are like, are you country? Well, country yeah, is now that's pop. Yeah, true. Country is not country anymore. Well, but Taylor Swift. Hmm? Excellent country. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Well, it's like Chris Stapleton, Zach Bryan, like they are really good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Chris Stapleton is mm-hmm. going to be up there with like the Johnny Cash and Willie Nelsons of the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's very classic. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Yeah. Jason Aldean's good too. Yeah. The only problem with Zach Bryan is a lot of his stuff is sad. Yeah, it and, is really sad. Like sad, it, it, it's sad like, country it, boy it, music. Yeah, like it's get like it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it, I like a lot of his songs, but at the same time, it's like you listen to it, it's like, man, like I feel bad for myself now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Have you heard of Carter Faith? No. She's like up and coming. See, you would like her stuff. I don't listen to any female country. Why? I can't stand their voices. Okay. Well, just, I'll send you a couple songs I feel like you'll like. I feel like they'll resonate with you. I like, uh, I like some good classic country, though. Okay. Classic. Actually, McBride's a good female artist. She's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be a Taylor Swift lover till the day I die. I bet you will. I will. You look like a Taylor Swift lover. (laughs) (laughs) You do. I know, and I'm totally okay with that. I've had a pumpkin spice latte already this season. No, I'm okay. You like bump down. Just put all those basic things in a category. It's like, sorry, I like these things. You bumped down a few notches in my book. That you're a big Swifty fan. Oh my gosh. See, hey Emma, so I didn't go you to just want to create her own podcast her. now and yeah. kick him out? Or yeah. kick she Libby is out? that famous though. Like everybody knows who she is. I'm not saying like talented okay, wise she's yes, Michael Jackson. But Michael fame Jackson wise. existed before the internet, and that's why it's like Taylor Swift surpassed Michael Jackson's streams on Spotify. Mm-hmm. This big deal. I'm like Michael Jackson could not have been streamed when he was the like at the prime of his career. You know? Yeah. So I feel like if he could have been streamed, he still would have beat her by like times ten. Probably. Michael Jackson. Yeah. So good. He's had some great music videos still. He was streamed. Yeah. Yeah. Streamed in that way. Watch that them that much. Okay, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We went way off topic. We always do. (laughs) No. I'm here for it. I think they're actually dating. It would be great. He's so he's like a manly man. That's what she needs. No, well, no, I definitely to... think someone, especially her coming from Midwest area yeah. and stuff, you know, it could go well. I think so. Everyone's like, finally, she's dating someone taller than her. How do you guys all pay attention to that topic? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't even like pay attention to who she's even dating. And how are there traffic jams in towns around Kansas City? Because people are looking for. Oh, because because her friend Abigail used to go to KU, and so people were like, in in an interview a long time ago, she's like, okay, Lawrence, Kansas is one of my favorite places because my friend Abigail went there, and so everybody was convinced she was going to be in Lawrence, and that's why people went to Lawrence, and that's why there were traffic jams. Well, she's clearly not been to Manhattan, though. (sighs) I know. It really is so much better. Can I just go back to school? Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, well. The bus will make it there. I'm determined. Oh, yeah. I just got to get it through the Flint Hills. Yeah. The transmission dropping out the bottom. Oh, gosh. That would be so bad. It can be stressful driving, especially if a light kicks on. Mm Mm-hmm. That would Uh, be bad. Is that light just faulty, or does that actually work still? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this episode won't be published until like next Tuesday and so I figured you weren't editing all night tonight and then yeah it no so if you want to like if you have upcoming 
like up and coming ooh, up and coming plant bus locations that you want to that won't be this weekend like it'll be later weekends plug those and let the people know we have about 25 listeners out there yeah uh so it won't be the seventh it would be the 15th that is going to be planet hair on friday saturday walters and then sunday is shop and grab at exploration place Ooh, nice mm-hmm. i've never been to one of those they're pretty fun are they good there's some markets that i this is my first year doing everyone to see kind of how it went because see oh man it's so seasonal <laughs> the yeah. summer markets are bummers but uh, the sun, the ones that are on Sundays from 11 to 4 in the spring on April and May and then in the fall are a lot of fun. Uh, so they do, a, they have a live DJ there. And I think last time it was Spectrum Music DJing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lots of local food trucks. Like there's at least 10 or 12 food trucks. And then like 50 vendors set up maybe. 30, 30 to 50 vendors depending on the event. That's pretty cool. One of the one of the businesses I suggested for you was Dummy Apparel Co. Yes. Do you know them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they do, like, the ICT fashion tour and oh, yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. They're so nice. Yes. I don't even, that's who I didn't know the names of the kids. I don't know the names either, but I know the business names. I was names. just telling yeah. my mom that it's so weird. Any kid, Anybody in their 20s I refer to as a kid. Yeah. Like I'm some old geezer or <laughs> You're not <laughs> a some old geezer. Well, it's also funny to, like, I refer to people, like, by their Instagram handles Mm -hmm. because that's how I know so many, like, wedding photographers and everything. It's like, what's your Instagram name again? And, like, that's usually... That's why I definitely chose to name my business Renata's Garden because I wanted people not to be confused. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yes, but also I chose that name when I was 13, so... (gasps) Love. (laughs) I think that's so cute. Well, people will definitely need to come check out your plant bus. Um, you have an ins- you put everything on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can plug yourself so I don't miss yes. anything. Okay. Well, every week on Tuesdays, I post my upcoming pop-ups for the next weekend. And I usually run the bus out Thursdays through Sundays. If I'm really packed, Wednesdays through Sundays. And um, I'm in the South Central Kansas area, so I will stay, and I at least come to Wichita once a week, so there is that plug, so you can find that. Yeah, my Instagram handle is at Renata's Garden, and you can also find my events page at uh, renatasgarden.com. Oh, check out my YouTube. Yes! (laughs) I have a little episode series called Unearthed Horticulture, and I cover a different topic uh, every episode, whether that's tree care, to uh, landscape maintenance, to houseplant care, to greenhouse management, all kinds of stuff. So definitely check that out. Perfect. And do you have any advice that you would give to us or any of our listeners? Advice? Just yeah, just any there. advice. Go with the flow. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a hippie now because uh, college kind of taught me that if you just take opportunities that are presented in front of you and just run with them, then you never know where you might end up. Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that. If there's, there's a lot of, I mean, I, you have to overcome a lot of fear in life. And once you get through that, then uh, it's pretty amazing. Perfect. I love that. Nice. Do you guys have anything else? 
just say thank you so much for coming on. It was so yeah. good to get to know you. And I'm actually, I really want to buy a plant from you because <laughs> I feel like it's not going to die. And you, so would, yeah, you would help me guide me on the right path of what I need. So yes. thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I see you drive down uh, 254 a lot. Very slowly. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely pass you. I cannot go over 60 miles per hour, everyone. <laughs> Drive carefully around me and don't cut me off before stoplights. That's not nice. Oh, oh no. That's so mean. <laughs> I might rear end you. Oh my gosh. The bus can only stop so quickly. I know, all the plants go. <sighs> yeah. Oh, geez. Well, Renata, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It was so good to see you again. Yeah. I'll see you in like a month at yes. K-State. Yes. <laughs> yeah. right. But maybe before then, maybe an Emma and I will go buy Emma a plant. Yeah, that of course. Be yeah. Give but you yeah. a personal greenhouse tour if you want. Yes. Oh, yeah, we'll that would be that so home. fun. Yeah, and you don't, you're not far away, so we're good. But yeah, it was so good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. And give us a follow on social media at 3 Pod.